Hey everyone! Hey everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Snacks in the City. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Snacks is back. We are remote because Sicky yeah. is sick. Sicky is sick and it's not COVID. It's not COVID. Um, it did come from some cute ass kids, but this is literally hell. I'm living in hell. Um, I had a fever <laughs> when I was like sweating it out the other night. I'm not kidding. Oh I think that I hallucinated. <laughs> like it was it's 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 not covid and it's not like anything crazy it's literally just like the flu hitting me really hard um but like it's literally scary like i called my mom and was like you know just let me like tell you what's happening to me and then just like make me feel better about it because i'm concerned i am I'm concerned and she was like no it definitely sounds like the flu and i was like no no, it's got to be something else. <laughs> and there is a bad flu going around. But it is a bad flu. I talked to my doctor and he didn't think that it was necessary for me to come in because he was like, everyone's germ resistance is down because we are wearing masks when we're around other people and things. And like, you probably haven't had a cold or flu in a really long time now, which he's right. Like, all of last winter, I think I maybe got a cold once, mm. you know? Like, we weren't going anywhere. You didn't – the past, like, two winters, I feel like, don't count. So, yeah. yeah. Now, I feel like a big old pussy because it's literally just the flu. And he was like, yeah, just, like, drink tea every day. Make sure you're staying hydrated. Have Dayquil, Zycam, all that. Uh, you don't <laughs> need – like. I was like, you sure? I don't need, like, a steroid. And he was like, no. He's like, if it goes a longer than, like, five days, you can come in and maybe we'll give you something. But, like, over-the-counter is fine. I was in the market for some hard drugs, but <laughs> I was denied. So that's how I'm doing. Maddie, how are you doing? How are you, how are you feeling? Are you celebrating anything fun or special or cool? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> my birthday was this week. When yeah, um, but you know it's been a oh I'm stretching so (laughs) (laughs) um this morning I woke up and I was like let's go to Great American Bagel Bagel okay and my landlord was here cleaning our washing machine so or not cleaning it fixing it (laughs) I was like oh interesting um and so. We go out to my car, and guess what's waiting there for me? A present? A flat tire. Okay. Okay, now, I don't know if I told anybody this, so I mean, you know, but listeners, three weeks ago, my car started smoking on the highway. (laughs) So, I had to pay for that. And then, now I have a flat tire. So we come back upstairs and we switch keys to my roommate's car keys. And he said, what happened? And I said, I got a flat tire. And he said, 
oh, I can change it for you. Do you have a spare? And I was like, no, you do not have to do that. And he insisted. And so we go out. He's changing my tire. And he takes off my tire, and there's a screw in it. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to take this home and fix it and bring it back tomorrow. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, no, you do not have to do that. He's like, no, you take it somewhere that will charge you 40 bucks, and that's stupid. I can do it. And I was like, oh, my God. Your landlord is always so cool and, like, above and beyond, literally. Yes. And then he texts, and he's like, okay, I fixed the – he was like, I have to get a part for the washing machine, but I fixed your toilet and I also cleaned your drain and your sink. And I was like, oh my God, he's a real stand up guy. He is. Does he need a wife? He has one. Shoot. Lucky. Yeah. But you know what? 29's feeling pretty good. Um, 29 and feeling fine. I am approaching my period. So I was not in the best mood yesterday on my birthday, which was the 19th. Um, but you know what? I'm going to go out tonight and go crazy. Don't talk about it. <sighs> All right. Let's get into the top three. Man. Okay. The top three is stacked. Wow. Okay. So, number one, Britney Spears is free. And the free Britney movement has now started saying, hashtag, Freed Britney, past tense, because we have helped free her. She's already free. So um, everyone's kind of just keeping an eye on her because she has expressed that she's having some, like, fears and anxieties now because for the last 13 years, she literally was not allowed to do anything, and now she suddenly has all this freedom, and she's very scared about, like, making the wrong choice. She actually put up a really cute post uh, maybe cute is not the right word, but she was talking about how she is able to just, like, use her money how she sees fit. And, like, she's actually handling cash for, like, the first time ever. Wow. And she was like, it honestly is just, like, life-changing to me to, like, I went to the store and I smelled the candles and I picked the ones that I liked. And I just, I bought them. I didn't have to ask anybody. I just brought them home and I burned them off. And I was like. Man, we really take so much for granted. I'm seriously so happy for her. And it's crazy to me that, like, this is what, you know, she's looking forward to. But the big Easter egg here is she hinted at she's going to do a sit-down interview with Oprah. And I am dead about it. I had no idea. Wow. So I don't think the interview has actually happened yet. And there's definitely not an air date yet. But I'm just thinking of the magnitude when Harry and Meghan gave us a sit down with Oprah. And it's like, you know, it's Oprah. She's not afraid to ask any question because she's fucking Oprah. Okay. She's Oprah. She doesn't care. She's going to ask it. Yeah. She's going to give us what we need to know. And similar to when she was asking Meghan, were you silent or were you silenced? I think I'll remember that for the rest of my life. I cannot yeah. wait for the Britney version. Yeah, you're right. I can't like, wait. Well, it doesn't have an air date yet, but oh. Britney, Britney is hinting. And so I think that they're figuring out the dates and things. And I will keep you posted as soon as I see a date because I think that that will be like a second wave. Um, 
because I don't know, people don't have their feet as deep in this as I do. Like, I was a real free Britney bitch from the beginning, like, reading the court documents before it was, like, a cool thing online. Like, I don't think people realize this actually extends quite further than just Britney Spears. The people that her parents are in business with are very shady, very messed up people. And, like, this is just, like, how they make their money. And they're gross. And I think if Britney starts talking, yikes. But I'm excited to hear it because obviously Lou Taylor specifically, she needs to be in jail because it's Britney is not the only person she's doing this to. Story number two, also insane. This one is unconfirmed. This is a blind item, but where I found this blind item, this girl is literally never wrong, and she never reports on things that, like, I feel like she reads these blinds, and they usually become news within a month or two, because she's got good sources. Scooter Braun may be getting sued because of Taylor Swift. And honestly, that is God's work. That is karma. That is whatever you believe in up there, giving him the smack on the ass that he deserves. So if you don't know the full story, I'm not going to get into it now. It's going to take far too long to explain. Spark notes, Scooter Braun fucked Taylor Swift over and he stole her masters. That's the spark notes. There's a lot more to it, but you guys can look that up on your own. Taylor told him, you sell me my masters back or I promise you I'm going to re-record every single fucking song. And I'm going to tell my fans to only listen to these and you will not make any more money off of me because that's unfair. And he thought that she was bullshitting. He tried to call her bluff. He sold her masters to an anonymous buyer because it's well over 300 in value. An anonymous buyer. Right. Like who bought it? But he wouldn't sell it to Taylor. Taylor told him she was willing to give him any amount of money. Because it's her music. She wrote that. It's hers. And he wouldn't do it. He sold it to somebody else. And now that person, he guaranteed them. Taylor is just bluffing. She is not going to really go through all the work to re-record every single album. Her fans are not going to stop streaming her music. And every time she stirs up this drama, it gets in the news. People remember those songs and they go listen to them. This is a lucrative opportunity for you. You are always going to make money. And boy, was he wrong. Yeah, seriously. What if she is the anonymous? Like, what if she, like, hired someone to buy it? I mean, you never know because Taylor, honestly, is that would be so cool. Very calculated person. And honestly, I would not put it past her. I I still don't get it because, like, he's a lot of people's, like, um, producer or whatever. I don't really know what he does. Right. So, but they love him. Scooter, right, people love him, and Scooter Brad, honestly, he is a good, he's one of those people, if you're on his good side, he's great, he's amazing, I mean, just some quick notes is, he's stuck by Justin Bieber through any and everything, and pulled him out of addiction, and all kinds of, you know, depression, and that crazy path he was going on, he was getting in all that trouble, he wasn't really making any music, he was spending recklessly, like, Scooter pulled him out of that. Um, Same with Ariana Grande. She switched management teams. um, And she actually 
was she started off on scooters i don't know roster whatever and she fired him due to some bad advice from an ex-boyfriend and she was working with other people and as soon as her life got hard she went back to scooter and he took care of her through the terrorist attacks that happened at her concert mac miller's death the failure of her engagement to pete like all those things happened pretty back to back to back and scooter is who helped her through that and like helped her create her music in a safe space and all the things and got her into therapy and all that same with demi lovato she almost died and her old management team was kind of just like oh whoops and he was like demi come sign with me i will make sure that you have the support that you need therapy and doctor wise so that you can create your music safely and healthily like he is a good person but he doesn't like taylor swift because he doesn't like selena gomez because rumor on the street is selena gomez is the one who introduced justin bieber to cocaine which obviously sent him on a spiral yeah so selena gomez has been to rehab a few times because of depression and other things and um, her team is just really good at covering up selena gomez actually had a really raging drug problem allegedly and that's why her and justin are so very toxic and get back together and break up and get back together because it's like there's also an addiction piece involved in there and there are these pictures i actually saw them of them so it's justin bieber and selena gomez in a very famous area of la that's called skid row that's like all like where people go to buy drugs and it's like a bunch of homeless people and it's really scary looking and there's a picture of them too and it's like there's no other reason for you to be down in skid row if you're not like giving out meals which they were like they were buying drugs but selena's team had the pictures scrubbed from the internet wow i think that is why he's got scooter's got a real real big grudge against um selena and so you know Taylor would be an associate to that. Ha ha. And here we are. And here we are. You know what? I was going to ask that question to see like what got Taylor in the hot seat. And Taylor was like public with her disdain of Justin Bieber. And the third story is honestly more than one story all in one. (laughs) But I couldn't mention one couple and not the other and so i would like to book you a one night stay at the breakup hotel no (laughs) it's bad it's bad camila cabello and sean mendez have broken up after two years together the note i wrote down on like tuesday preparing for this week's episode i was like holy titties this is a big news it's so sad And then it just, like, got sadder and sadder every single day as the week went on. So joining them, Jacob Elordi and Kaya Gerber broke up. Zach and Taysha have broken up. I knew that was good. I felt it. I felt it was coming. You know, I hate to admit it, but I also sort of felt like it was coming. But I do feel like they fought very hard for their love. Uh, But I did read on Dumois that people near them during the New York Marathon 
he was like really yelling at her and like talking down to her the whole time and she was like at one point crying and saying like zach seriously i need to walk and he was like screaming at her like taisha don't you dare um and people were just like it wasn't anything like you know you can't like call it abuse but it was definitely uncomfortable and she was definitely saying to him like i don't like how you're talking to me right now and he basically (laughs) said he didn't care um and some people were like no he was just motivating her like they were running it together and so you know they were doing a joint time and like they wanted to pace the race together and other people were like no that was far beyond motivating like he was being disrespectful but that's all like hearsay you don't really know and right so you don't really know but then other little clues are i guess the past couple episodes of her podcast she has been spotted not wearing her wedding ring which she's been spotted not wearing it before so i don't know but sources are saying they're on a break she travels a lot and when people travel they don't bring their rings or, like, sometimes people, like, if she's just podcasting from home, I don't know what the right. is. That, like, I don't know. Maybe she just didn't put it on that morning. Some people just don't. Right. Like, some people, like, my grandma only puts hers on when she's going out. Right. So people and she don't. has more than one because, like, you know, she's older. So, like, they've had anniversaries. But she's not always wearing her specific wedding ring. Right. Every time she well, goes out. The truth will come out, you know. Right, but also the news is that they're on a break. Like, they don't want to be broken up, but some things need to be worked on. And neither Tasha or Zach has acknowledged this or said anything, and they both still follow each other. And so I think that I believe that they're on a break just because I feel like their energy has been off lately. But I, I still have my hopes up for them. I do. Me too, but I just don't, I just don't see it happening. But I will say, I'm, I liked Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes, but now I feel like she's going to write something like a good, a good album is headed our way. Um, also, I, I think that they're probably still going to be friends. Yeah, they said in their like statement, like that their romantic relationship has come to an end, but they're still very committed to like being best friends. Um, I personally have done that several times with several men and I, it feels, um, forced. Yeah. Um, I think, I do think that you can be friends. I'm friends with lots of my exes, but I don't think that you can break up and then just immediately go back to like, okay, we're just friends now. (laughs) We're going to pretend we didn't live together and lick each other's faces Mm -hmm. all day long. You know, like they were so public with all their PDA and all the things like you have to give it a minute to like cool off. I also think that, I don't know. I think that Sean Mendes might like boys more than he likes Camila. Well, I saw some TikToks that he made and I feel like that's what he's hinting to, which I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not him and love is love. I don't care, but I just, I think that, I don't know. Some something, you know. I don't know the word, yeah. but something feels like to me that makes sense. Then, like if I were to be dating somebody and they were like, "Actually, I'm gay," I'd be like, "Oh, okay." 
that actually kind of makes sense. And that is when you could just be best friends. You could literally continue to, like, basically date them. But, like, not, you know? Yeah. Like, your gay best friend, you're basically in love anyway. And you just, like, find a boyfriend. That's that's a win-win for everybody. So there's that. And I have one more. I have one more, unfortunately. Okay. Priyanka Chopra Jonas has removed the Jonas from her Instagram name. That's an interesting... And I wonder what the fuck that's about. Exactly. Because, like, if you're not broken up, why? Why Why take that? Right. Off? So there's that. And also, there was a blind item on Juma that was, like, they're not on a break. They haven't broken up. But, like, her removing the Jonas from her Instagram is a sign of things to come. And people are assuming, again, unconfirmed, it's just a blind, but people are assuming Nick is, like, ready to be a dad and, like, asking her to, like, have a baby. But she is significantly older than he is. I think 13 years older oh than he is. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, you know, there's that. But then also she's very busy and very focused on work right now. And so she, and she's not interested in having a baby. And so people think maybe that is what. Oh, my God. Well, I guess they're only 10 years apart. But still, she's almost 40. That's crazy. Which is why I thought it was weird when they got together in the first place. And, like, of course, any couple can work if the chemistry is there, if the people involved like each other, love each other, whatever. But she is in a very different space than Nick Jonas. Like, you know, she's almost 40. She is very, like, politically active. Um, She's, like, always speaking out about American politics, but also, like, her home country politics. She's, like, a feminist activist kind of woman, and she's always stirring up some kind of conversation, and she travels a ton. But she's also, like, an Indian superstar and an American superstar. Like, she is very much still filming Bollywood movies and things. Wow. So, like, she's very busy. Like, very busy. And she is very... Not that Nick isn't, but she's very sweet. And Nick is kind of just like, I'm a Jonas brother. (laughs) I'm young and I'm fun and I can choose to sing songs. And, like, I went on tour with my brothers because it was fun. Like, he's not, like... Yeah. He's just in a different space in life than she is. And I, I I always thought that that was going to get to them. And it seems... Well, we know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So, cheers. That's the three. It was, it was loaded, and I am sorry about that. <sighs> I like to get loaded in the morning, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, everyone. Um, all right. Do you wanna? I kind of want you to. <laughs> all right. The people that we're talking about this week. So, as I had mentioned earlier in this episode, I've been having a lot of car troubles. <laughs> um, I really lucked out today because I didn't have to pay for anything with the flat tire. But. It's, 
one of the biggest questions of my 29 year old life is how do people get money and keep it and then have it later? Yeah, <laughs> I, I do get exactly what you're saying. And I feel exactly like the same thing. I do feel like that was more than one question, but we're going to roll with it. And and I, I I have an answer for you, Maddie. I don't think I'm going to like it. I don't think you're going to like it. I actually have a multi-tiered answer. And I don't think you're going to like any of it. Oh, but God. here we go. First of all, people are fucking liars. Yeah, People yeah. are fucking liars and fucking fakers. And I know because I play this game. I play this game and I play it well. Literally, once I was with some friends on vacation, and a guy that one of my friends was talking to was like, Do you guys work? Like, you girls are always on vacation and like going out to these dinners. And we were all like, No, we don't actually. Like, you just say shit to say it. And like, that man was very much wondering, like, How did we afford to go on four vacations within eight months? And I'll, I'll tell you, credit cards exist, and nobody's talking about how much they use them. Nobody. Yeah, that's actually very good. Nobody is telling the truth about how much they rely on their credit card. Because I'll tell you what, maybe I've got some bad habits, which is why I got a financial advisor, but I'm able to live the lifestyle that I live because I have a good credit card. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> you are not relying on your credit card. Your parents are helping you out. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. but Your mom and dad are helping you out. I know it. They've got to be. Yeah, they've got to be. But credit cards are scary. I have auto pay because I was like, I cannot go into credit card debt. I already have so much debt. No, credit cards are actually not. I was actually really happy when we got into, you know, our brainstorming zone and you were like, we should do an episode about money because my mom raised me on bougie on a budget. You don't have to sacrifice your taste and your style and like what you want. You have to like be smart and you have to learn the art of patience, which is the hardest part for me. Oh my God. Yeah. I will see something and be like, I need it today. Like, yeah. if I walk into Nordstrom, I want to leave with bags. Oh, everything I like, I want to leave with it. That's my issue. So I tend to not walk into Nordstrom because I know I've got a self-control issue. Yeah. But if you get a good credit card and you, like, learn how to work it, you won't throw yourself into debt. You've got to set some hard limits. Like, I know anything over 30%, like, whatever your limit is, is not how much you're allowed to spend. For some reason, when I was a little younger, that's what I used to really think. <laughs> that's not how credit cards work. I'd be like, oh, my limit's $5,000. Great. Look what I can do. Wrong. 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 It will take you at least two years to pay that off. I learned that the hard way, and it is terrible. 30%. 30% is your spending range. And obviously, you don't want to keep it at a full max 30% at all times. Shout out my guy Cole who taught me that. Um yeah, you got to get a good card with, like, good benefits and, like, cash back or, like, points of some sort and, like, yes. make the card work for you. And then, boom, now you're able to flex on your friends on Instagram. Congratulations. 
like I feel sad on the internet sometimes I'm like god fucking damn it <laughs> are these people having so much fun and doing so much stuff that I can't afford to do yeah girls in their $200 Aritzia sweaters and I'm like I just I want one too I want to wear a $400 dress they didn't buy that themselves they might have they might have and they might have used their credit card to do so true and that's the thing it's either like you can be in debt silently but people think you're rich or you can do a little bit of both, you know? Maybe go to a dive bar one Saturday and then the next Saturday go to Nobu. <coughs> Sorry, excuse my death. Um, <laughs> but yes, I 100% agree. I think that the bougie on a budget lifestyle. Bougie on a budget. Mm-hmm. Gotta make them both fancy. <laughs> oh my God. But like, here's the thing. I'm not above saying I fucking love money. I love money. It brings me joy. It does. Having it brings me joy. Yeah. Spending it brings me joy. Me too. And it doesn't buy happiness, but it definitely alleviates things that make me unhappy. Yeah. 100%. Like, it's just too much, okay? Like, I spend a lot of money, but no one could tell me I'm not having a damn good time. Right. I'm truly right. enjoying every cent of my money that I spend, except, except. on my fucking car. <laughs> yeah, because that's not fun. Any no. expense that's not, like, fun, I hate. Uh, so, I'm not the best with money like management because I'm a strong proponent of like reward right I want it now like I worked really hard for all of the money that I do have and right. so I want to use it as I see fit and so I would like to present to you my dumb bitch budget guide if you will wow yeah yeah, I, I thought of that on my own. Okay, so I created this thing called the Dumb Bitch Budget Guide, and it's basically just how I live my life. Let's hear it. Figure it can help other bitches. You guys don't have to be dumb with me. Um, <laughs> so, for starters, I used to think that having more than one job meant you were, like, dumb or a loser. It's not. Um, the average millionaire has six to eight avenues of income. And so anytime an opportunity pops up for me to do something to make extra money, um, I look at like how much money I could make and how much fun I will miss out on. And if it's, you know, pretty equal, like I'm going to make a decent amount of money and I'm only going to miss out on like one fun thing, I'll do it. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to pick up something that's going to, you know make my life miserable like you still have fun so right making the money is going to subtract too much fun or add too much stress then it's a no but if it's like i know so many people have hobbies that they can monetize like i have now monetized talking shit about celebrities and like literally random stuff that i find interesting with my best friend <laughs> and that really is amazing for me 
So, you know, I also babysit and I, I don't know. And baby, yeah, yeah. Babysitting is pretty chill because usually I can still do the fun thing because, like, kids go to bed early. Yeah, and then also it's, like, especially on a Friday night because you're, like, well, I'll just get wasted or I'll do the fun thing on Saturday. Right. And I usually, like, don't want to hang out that much on a Friday night anyway. Like, by the time work's over, like, if I eat dinner and sit still for too long, it's over. Especially during the winter months. And so it's, and then you don't have to feel bad for, like, not going out. Exactly. Just wanting to watch TV. Exactly. Paid for it. So that's tip number one. Um, Tip number two is you gotta, okay, (laughs) this is back to bougie on a budget. I always tell myself that um, if I want something that is expensive, I can't just buy it right when I want it. I have to, like, put money aside for it and then wait, like, two weeks. And if I still really want it, then I'll get it. But if it's, like, a really expensive thing, I'll just put aside. So each week I have an auto account that – like an auto deposit of $100 every single week to my savings account. And so... Oh, I should do that. Yeah, I think everybody should do that because then it's like you don't even have to think about it. Don't even have to think about it at all. It's an just automatically every single week. It's like every Saturday morning, my checking will transfer $100 to my savings. And I never pull it back out ever because... Really, what's a hundred bucks? If it stays there, I'm just gonna spend it on vodka or some sweater <laughs> that I don't need. Like it's really not a big deal, but it adds up very quickly, and I like knowing that I have this money set aside. Um, and so I kind of treat nice things for myself, like trips, um, like literally any clothing. Usually, my issue is shoes. I love to buy shoes. I'll put like fifteen bucks aside each. week. I have like this little stack of money. It's like, okay, I can go buy some stuff. And that's when I'll allow myself to go to the mall, which I know you hate, but that's what I do. Um, Then I'm bad at math. And so this is my last real tip. I'm bad at math, but something that has helped me tremendously, I don't know what everyone's work situation is like, but I went from a job where my checks were always in the three-digit range no matter what, I was always in the three-digit range, hundreds, to now I work at a job where my check is in the four-digit range. And as a person with impulse issues, I immediately was like, oh my god, I have so much more money to spend. Wrong. So what I do is I wrote down every single bill I have to pay, and I cut that number in half. So then I know each time I get paid, that number is what has to be in my bank account. I cannot spend any more than that amount. Like, do you know what I mean? Yes. And so that's how I tell myself, like, how much money do I have for fun? Minus 100 because that will be going into my savings. And that is your dumb bitch budget tool that will really set you up for success. You got to know how much you have to have. So then you're never in a situation where like the first is coming up and you're like, oh, oh God, oh God, oh God. What yeah. am I, gonna do? I never feel that stress ever because I know for a fact before my second 
paycheck of the month even comes in, I've got half my bills already ready, sitting nice and pretty, waiting for me. When I get my next check, I just take that same next half. When the first hits, I pay all my bills, and then I've got all my fun money left over. That's, that, that, those are great tips, Bree. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a genius, but it works. It yeah. works. Um, I should probably take some of those into consideration. I've been doing much better, but it's totally like if I'm like ex- exhibit A, and this happens to me frequently, <laughs> I knew that this Saturday, today, I, my cousin, it's her birthday, so we we're going, we're going out tonight. So I bought a sweater. I didn't need to buy a sweater. I have sweaters. Yeah. And like, yeah, it was only like 20 bucks on Amazon, but still, like, I did not need that sweater. You didn't, but it's okay. I feel like if it's, to me, if it's an under $50 expense, it's not that bad because, I don't know, I feel like if I go outside, I'm going to spend 50 bucks. Yeah. Like, if I, if it's a the weekend, not even, it doesn't even have to be the weekend, but really the weekend is when I get in trouble. Like, if I'm not paying attention, I can easily go out on Saturday, but, like, to me, going out on a Saturday means I'm I'm waking up, I'm taking a shower, I'm getting dressed, and I am outside for the day. Yeah. And by the time I mosey my ass back home, I have spent $200. Yeah. Like, clockwork. Yeah. So a $20 sweater is not that bad, but... True. You got to just, you know, keep that in check because $20 adds up. Is it a weekly habit? Is it a monthly habit? Like, that's going to add up on you. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what are, so if you are trying to cut back on your spending, what are some things that you just will never give up doing? I will never, ever give up. Starbucks ever. I don't care at all <laughs> what my financial situation looks like. I am going to figure out a way to get at least one latte a week. <laughs> like my version of cutting down to watch my budget was like when I moved out, I was like, okay, you can't be getting these like $7 coffees every single day. But you can treat yourself on Fridays or tough days if you can't make it until Friday. <laughs> Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Yeah, I feel like I don't drink Starbucks enough that it's a problem. So I I definitely at one point had a problem. (laughs) Like, when I was nannying, oh my god, when I was nannying, I built the baby's schedule around my coffee habit. Oh my god. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. If I didn't have time to stop for coffee in the morning... On my way to the baby, we had, like, his little library group. I would make him eat breakfast a little early so that I could get him dressed a little early so we would have time to walk to Starbucks first before we went to his library group. Oh, my God. Like, I was willing to adjust to make room for the coffee. (laughs) Well, you know what? In that instance, you wouldn't have been able to perform your job in the way that you would like because you didn't have the coffee 
Exactly. Same when I worked at the mall. I didn't give a fuck if it was going to make me late or get me in trouble or any of the anythings. Every day. And there was a Starbucks right in the mall, several actually, to choose from. You're going to tell me I have to smell it but not have it? Wrong. 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 <laughs> I worked at Nordstrom, which has like their own little e-bar downstairs that you can get coffee from. <laughs> or when I worked there, I worked on the second floor, which is like where the cafe, the actual restaurant was, where you could also go in and get coffee. And my one boss would be like, I do not understand why you will take a break just to walk to the other side of the mall to get Starbucks that you had to pay full price when like you could stay clocked in, hop over to the cafe, use your Nordy card and get a coffee for two dollars. And I was yeah. like that is crazy. No. Free. no, it's not the same. It brings me joy. I I need it. Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's about the little things and if that's what's gonna make you happy then so be it. Exactly. And I would like to enter my extensions into the chat also. It is a very, very expensive habit. I mean, very expensive. If I could add up all the dollars in my life that I've spent on having my little helper hair, as they like to call it. I mean, I probably could have paid my car off a whole year early. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it is it is a very expensive habit. But I would like to say I did pay off. I owned my car. I paid it off a year quicker than my actual loan. So, like, I'm fine. I'm doing fine financially. But, like, I could have paid it off two years early if I would just, like, stop getting extensions in my hair. But, like, I have I want to be pretty all the time. So, yeah. That's yeah. me with my nails. Like, I will go, like, I would let them breathe. For a week, but mm -hmm. I've done. You know, nails was also on my list for like must spends, um, but the pandemic kind of like broke my crutch for nails. Not mine. Like I have figured out, I can do a pretty good at home mani, or like I'm not above a quick press on moment in a pinch. Um, and I was like an avid every two weeks kind of gal for years. Okay, besides your nails, what else do you have on your, like, must-spend list? Bikini wax. Oh, good one. I, again, I would let that go longer than I probably would if I wasn't trying to cut back my spending, but I still will get it. Shoot, I honestly... Damn, my list is probably actually much longer. I've, like, kind of lumped all the beauty things into my bills. Because that's actually truly how I set my budget e each month. <laughs> I include, <laughs> like, all right, half my rent, half my car note, half my car insurance, like, all the things. And I truly include my hair appointment, my wax appointments in there. Well, then good. You already, you already are um, whatever it's called. You know, my grandma says those count as essentials, though. And just like you have to pay your rent, you have to get your hair done. That's a genuine yeah. lesson in life my grandmother taught me. Yeah. Like, I will let my hair on my head grow. <laughs> that, yeah. Like, you'll, I'll never get a haircut again before I don't get my nails done. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know. Yeah. Okay. What are your things that you hate, hate, hate to spend money on? 
Well, right now, I will fucking tell you, it's anything that has to do with my fucking car. We are always was, on the same page. There was a nail in my tire. I didn't put it there. Yeah. So, making you pay is unfair. Dropped their screw, and I rolled over it, and now, well, I don't have to pay because my landlord's doing it, but I would have. <laughs> well, I just had to get my brakes replaced, and the mechanic is like, Grandpa, and was like, when is the last time you got your brakes done? And I was like, I don't know, never. Let me call my grandpa and ask. <laughs> and he was like, isn't this your car? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, no, I've done the brakes on this car before. And I was like, oh. Because my grandpa literally knows if it has to do with my car. Like, I, I bought, my car's name is Pearl, okay? I bought her because she is small and she is cute and she is good on gas. And she got me to my whore activities. <laughs> I don't care about anything to do with anything. Like my grandpa knows like when I was living at home, he would I would wake up on like a Saturday thinking like, "Oh, I'm going to Maddie's." And then I would have to text him and be like, "Okay, just kidding, can I come a little later?" because I would wake up and my car would be gone because he would just take the keys and be like, "I know this bitch hasn't gotten an oil change or <laughs> anything." Yeah. So I thought that in the four years that I've had my car, um, I was like, no, I definitely have never gotten the brakes done. And the mechanic was like, no, I've definitely put brakes on this car before. So <laughs> I don't even know anything about anything. And if and by car related, I mean, I'm not really going to, I don't want to pay for the oil changes or any parts being repaired. I don't yeah. want to pay for gas. I don't want to pay for parking tickets. And I certainly don't want to pay for those stupid fucking stickers you have to put on your car. Oh my god, I just got, I and I thought I was ahead of the game. They emailed me, they were like, you need to re renew your plates. And I was like, oh cool, I'll renew them right now. And then they were like, okay, that's 140 whatever dollars. Yep. And then, oh, it's actually 150 because there's a transaction fee. So you're telling me it co will cost me less money to mail it? It's yeah. 2021, get with the fucking program. Like, yeah. Why is that so much money? I got a thing about that, and um, I don't really read my emails unless they're work related because, like, I get paid to read those. And to me, any other email is a waste of my time. I hate them. So I just don't really read my email. And so I missed that my license plate sticker is expired and I need to get a new one. And so now the city of Chicago has so politely reminded me with a $60 ticket. And so oh, now. This lack of email reading has cost me $200. That, I'm so sorry. That, and you know what? I feel like the cops are, they are looking for my car. You know, it's like, I normally park in the back behind my apartment because I have a parking spot back there. But my neighbors are like rude and have these two big ass vans that they cannot park in a straight line. So I parked out front in like a random parking spot I found on the street and it, that same fucking day I get this ticket like that's rude that is so rude and my landlord was telling me today that I could have gotten the ticket for having my car parked on the street with a flat tire as if you did that on purpose right 
Like I didn't what drive the fuck with the point and just like put it there. I I live here, A. And B, it's a flat tire. What do you want me to fucking do? Why am I being punished? Right. I'm already punished. Also, fucking insurance. Oh god. Like I insurance un- ruins my life. <laughs> I understand why you have to have it, but like come on. It's annoying. Um every time my like job emails me a copy of my pay stub and I click to look at it and I see the number of what I make before my benefits get pulled out. And it's like, why do you why do you show me that? Right. It's mean to show me that. Well, I mean it could why? Be, you could not have benefits. <laughs> Right, I, c- I could. I could get rid of the benefits and then I, I could have the benefits. I could have more money, but then I didn't have insurance. And, like, what if something happens to me? Then I'm really going to be pissed because hospital bills are expensive. Yeah. And you want to know how I learned that lesson? Yeah. It was brought to you by my fun friend, Anxiety. And I had a horrible panic attack while I was at work one time uh, when I was working at the mall. And I, like, texted my mom, very cryptic. I don't even remember what I said. I just remember she thought that I was, like, going to harm myself, and I was not. I just meant, like, I could feel a panic attack coming, Mm -hmm. but I was driving, and so I was, like, trying to, I was, like, I'm just trying to make it to the mall so I can park and, like, freak out in peace and then, like, fix my (laughs) makeup and go to work. But whatever I actually texted in my moment of distress, like, she thought that I was, like, driving recklessly to, like, cause an accident. So she – my mom lives in Wisconsin, for people who don't listen frequently. She's like, I can't get to you to help you. You're – I don't know where you are. So she called the police. She calls the police. The police are looking for me. When they find me, I am sitting in my car hyperventilating in the mall parking lot. Anyone who knows me knows I am terrified of the police unless I find said cop attractive. <laughs> I'm aware that that is problematic behavior. I probably need a therapist. It's fine. No. I'm terrified of police officers. I don't want to speak to them. I'm so scared. So I'm sitting in my car. Next thing you know, I look up from my like sobbing panic attack I'm having and my car is surrounded by cops oh my god and so I start really spiraling I call my mom and I'm screaming and she's like no I told them to find you I told them you were probably at the mall parking lot I just didn't know where you were parked and I just wanted to make sure someone was there to help you and so they're like it's okay you can get out of the car and I'm screaming like bloody murder I was so scared they thought that I was insane which I'm okay. Overreacted a hundred percent. Like obviously they weren't gonna hurt me, but like I don't know. I watched too much TV. I was scared. I was like, oh my god, if I move even a little bit, they're gonna shoot me. <laughs> so now I'm like in this deranged. I'm convinced that if I move, they're going to shoot me. But I'm also having a real panic attack, and my mom's on the phone telling me, no, I called them. It's okay. Just like go with them. And I was like, no, you're sending me to my death. What is wrong with you? Why would you do this to me? It was insane. I'll fast forward all the rest of the stupid details because, yes, it did get worse. And I ended up in an ambulance with um, fucking anxiety meds and an IV that, like, knocked me out. And I had to go to the hospital, and it was a whole thing. And they kept me for a very long time. And it cost me, like, 
two grand. Oh my god! And that was with my insurance. It cost about two thousand dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That and it's so annoying. Just like what? It would have been cheaper if I just fucking died. It literally would have. <laughs> but. Uh. But yeah. So, um, pro tip: don't be crazy like me, and you'll save lots of money on medical bills and prescriptions each month. Yeah. And you know what? This is something I need to work on. I don't have to do everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's so annoying. But And I need to ask for a raise, A. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm tomorrow Sunday or whatever. I don't know when you people are listening to this. I will have worked slash babysat on Sunday, which is so annoying. Yikes. Yeah, that is. It's for the baby, so. But. And, like, every time they ask me to stay late, I do. Ugh, and it's so annoying because I don't want to, but they don't pay me enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, like, such a struggle of, like, I want the money, but, like, I want my own time to be doing my own thing. Right. Like, yeah. But, you know what? We're all in this together. And if we just follow the dumb bitch budget, guys. <laughs> bougie on a budget. Bougie on a budget. Until we can actually be bougie. Yeah, like, until you, you gotta just fake it till you make it. And I mean, I know that I would love to be wearing the fancy girl outfits. And I can't. So you know what? Catch me on Nasty Gal. Catch me on Amazon. Until until I don't have to anymore. I'm gonna be buying, you know, NYX cosmetics until, until I can do the fancy girl face every day. I, it's just it's just where we are. And I think if people would be a little more honest. Like, let's be real. Did you eat half a dinner before you went out to your fancy dinner so that you could have more money available for appetizers and drinks? Did you? Because I know I did. <laughs> we got to just start being a little more honest. And, like, if you see a sale somewhere, speak up. Yeah. We're all in it together. Yeah, we are. Um, okay, so I we don't have to talk about The Bachelor because I was not able to watch it. I just want to know the context of her saying I can speak for myself. Okay, so remember last week when Chris S. was like, I'm going to save Michelle and like went on and on about Nate? Mm-hmm. That intensified this week, mm-hmm. okay? That he was basically a psycho, okay? So they go to Minnesota. Um, Michelle picks Joe for the first one on one, and Chris S is pissed. The whole show, he's talking about how he, he believes he was owed a one on one because he saved Michelle last week. He opened her up, like, opened her eyes to Nate's oh weakness, and he wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, how he can't believe that she has played him dirty like this. Okay? Fast forward to they have a group date, um, and she chooses Nate for the other one-on-one. So during the group date, Chris is sulking. Okay? Sulking. He is literally chugging drinks. Whether it is water or alcoholic, it is unclear to me. But he is chugging drinks and literally sulking alone, off in a corner, away from the whole group, by himself. Okay, Michelle actually says during the date twice, like, where's Chris? 
they do this like Viking challenge or whatever, and he does so badly because he's like a tiny twerp and he gets mm-hmm. mad. And he's literally just pouting, pouting, pouting. And Michelle's like pulling guys aside, but every time she goes to pull a guy aside, guess who's not available to her? Chris. Chris, because he has put himself in this weird timeout. And he's like, I can't believe Michelle's ignoring me like this. I can't believe I'm not getting any time. I have things to talk about. And it's like, sir, you are literally standing in the kitchen with the help. What do you, uh, do you think she's going to come search for you? Right. And of course she doesn't. So the date ends. And he's like, what? He's like flabbergasted. He's like, I can't believe I didn't get any time. (laughs) You stood in the kitchen, homie. So then she's on her one-on-one with Nate. And oh my God, I could just drool. He's everything. It's going so well. Chris fucking shows up. God. And starts lecturing Michelle about how could she, and he did the right thing. And you don't know what kind of guy he is. I see straight through his bullshit. And Michelle was like, okay, but like, that this, this is what the show is about. It's like me dating people, getting to know them, and making a point to like find out if I want to pursue it with a person. I don't need you to come swoop in and make a choice for me. As you can yeah. see, if I'm feeling something is off, I have no problem sending somebody home. Speaking of, you can go. Oh my God. It was amazing. Um, I think she's a really good example for, like, women. Because I feel like if you're not a strong, confident woman, someone like Chris could very much, like, bully you into staying with him or, like, gaslighting you into thinking, like, you have to be with them. Like, you owe him something. Yeah. But Michelle is a very good example of, like, no, I kept you around. I appreciated you coming up to me and being honest. But, like, then you had such a sour energy all day. It is not my job to come find you on a date like you don't get to pout and like force a reaction out of me and like I'm sorry but I can speak for myself I did not ask you to come here and be my father so you can go home it's amazing (laughs) that is amazing Uh, I wish her season was like a little more exciting because like now that Chris is gone I'm like okay I'm sure they'll find something somebody else to whatever I don't know what the source of drama will be now. Well, time will tell. And you can watch our live tweeting at snacks underscore in the city. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore snacks in the city. And our personal handles on all platforms are at Brianna underscore Irene and at Maddie Grissetto. And with that, snacks out.